Hi guys, it's me, Sabella. <laughs> I said that so enthusiastic. Um, I'm back. I know I was gone for like a little bit. This episode's probably going to go up a little later than I wanted it to, but it's fine. I'm here. I'm alive. I just had like a life to live, things to figure out, things to take care of, but I'm here. Um, it's really, really hot in my house, so if you guys can like hear the fans, I'm not sorry because it's hot. And we don't have central AC. Um, central AC isn't that the same as air conditioning. Anyways, we don't have um, air conditioning here in the house, so it's kind of warm. Um, kind of, like, humid a little bit. Anyway, it's hot. So if you hear the fans, I'm not sorry. If you hear me drinking some water, I'm not sorry. It's real hot. Heat waves. I ugh. The heat is just so gross. Um, anyway... So today's episode, I wanted to talk about education, which is a little different from what I was talking about in last week's episode where I, you know, I said I wanted to do a part two where I talk about how everything non-Christian is deemed as witchcraft by Christians and how it's not and how that's led to, you know, the genocide and the, the enslaving of entire groups of people, which I still think is a really important topic and that's something I do want to talk about. Um, but I got really fired up about education and I want to talk about this before I sort of lose my steam for a few days and then get it back again. And I just, I really want to talk about education because it's something that's really important to me. And it wasn't always, um, when I was younger, people would always ask me like, Oh, what do you want to be? And I was like, well, anything but a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. And then the older I got, the more I realized, oh, no, wait, I do want to (laughs) teach. I want to teach. This is what I want to do. It's funny how life kind of throws those curveballs at you. Um, People always ask me, like, what are you going to do with, like, an English degree? And I was like, well, I don't know. But, like, the only thing I can go into is teaching. And, ugh, I don't want to teach. And then here I am going into my master's program with my goal of, teaching. (laughs) So, okay, I see the universe. I see what you're trying to tell me. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I want to talk about education since I've been rambling about it for like two minutes. So my main focus with education is making it accessible. I have like a little notepad next to me because sometimes I'll get really sidetracked and I'll totally forget what I say or what I want to say. You guys should see the editing process. It's insane. Um, (laughs) I have like an hour or an hour and a half of recording, but half of it is like not even viable. I just, when I talk, I tend to pause because I'm thinking of what I'm trying to say while I'm saying it. So I thought maybe if I take notes, it might be a little easier So we're trying this out. Maybe it won't be easy. Maybe it will be easy. We'll find out. We'll see in the next episode. I'll let you guys... I'll update you guys. Um, I'll let you guys know if, you know, I have little notes. But anyways, so making education accessible is a really, really big thing. and, And it's more about how can education be given to everyone. And not just simply, like, arithmetic. Not just simply, like, when we grew up. Um, especially if you lived in the United States, when you grow up, you kind of have your basic language arts and your math and your social studies and your science classes, and you kind of go to the, those throughout the week, and then you hit high school and you go to one every single day, and when you get to college, you can kind of specialize in what you want to do, 
I'm not talking about education like that. I'm talking about education that we don't learn in schools. And I don't mean that in some like, <laughs> like radical kind of way because it's not even that radical. Um, but how can we get literature and how can we get autobiographies and how can we get the stories of people and the stories of how people fought back against, you know, the empire, the imperial forces, and, and how can we get those stories and that education available to everyone? How can we take the academic jargon and make it accessible for everyone? And it's not to say that people who don't go to school don't know what these things are, who don't know, you know, what post-colonialism is. There's a lot of people who don't go to university that know what these concepts are. And it's not to say that people who don't attend like a university or don't go to school are not as smart because that's not what I'm saying in particular. And a lot of people do say that and it's like really offensive to people who are who didn't go to college because there's some really fucking smart people who didn't go to university, who didn't go to college that are so much smarter than people who are in university currently, right? So it's not and and that have the research skills and the willingness to to learn about these big concepts, these big academic like concepts and these theories who didn't go to go to a university. There's some super fucking smart people out there. But my thing is, is how can we make the literature accessible to everyone? So how can we educate people, young and old, not through United States history books? Because those have been historically wrong, right? They lie all the time. There's so much shit that we don't learn about when we're children, when we're even like teenagers. Because they're not in the history books, right? Like in Texas, in the Southwest, um, they banned, like, Chicano literature. Why? Because they didn't want Mexican-American, like, curriculum to be part of the state curriculum. They didn't want people to learn about Mexican-American history, right? In, in books, and it's not even just in the South and the Southwest, it's even in the North, Right? There's books, like history books, that children have that say <laughs> slaves were volunteers, not slaves. They say that people came from Africa as volunteers and helped build America. They were slaves. So currently the history books are lying to us, and it's not even just currently. I'm sure through all of time the history books have lied to us. There's that big old phrase that history is written by the... Um, by the winners, or history is written by the oppressors. And it, for the most part, that is true. History is written by the oppressors. We don't get the full story. <laughs> Instead, we get that slaves were not slaves, but they were volunteers. Instead, we're not allowed, or you're, you're not allowing Mexican-American children in the South to learn about their own history to learn that Texas was technically Mexico, to learn that indigenous people did not willingly give over their land 
it was forcibly taken from them. They were forcibly removed and taken to reservations. The Trail of Tears sometimes is not even in the history books. Indigenous people are not even in the history books except for when we talk about Thanksgiving. And even that's like a huge giant lie, right? So we are educating people wrongly. We're educating children and we're educating teens wrong. We're saying that these things did not happen the way that they did. So in, in some sense, we're preventing education, right? We're not giving them access to the literature, to books, to pamphlets, to, to anything that has any ring of truth to it. We're not giving them access to it. Instead, we're banning books. Instead, we're saying, no, you can't read this book. No, we don't want, we don't want children to have access to this. Instead, you're preventing prisoners, right, from reading the New Jim Crow. The New Jim Crow is banned in, in prisons. They're not allowed to read it at all. In some prisons, the Malcolm X autobiography is banned. So you see how it's, education is not just simply about children. It's not just simply about university. It's education being stripped away from anyone and everyone. Systemically, I mean, they do it on purpose. You've seen schools that, that are in quote-unquote inner cities. We've seen, you know, the news reports about schools in Chicago and Detroit that are literally falling apart and there's holes in the ceiling and they're making children learn in this space. And then the curriculum that teachers are allowed to put together is total bullshit, Total, complete bullshit. So not only are you not allowing children to get the education that they deserve, but you're also making it impossible for them to be in a healthy learning environment. Instead, you only allow children to learn in a healthy environment if they're white and if they live in a suburban area or if they pay for it, their parents pay for it. Charter schools, private schools, you know, these elite universities, right? These elite universities and these elite like high schools and these elite middle schools and these elite elementary schools and preschools, like there's elite everything, right? And everyone's trying to pay for their children to go into these schools or to get into these charter schools. Like in, it's so gross. There's this documentary and I think it's, I forget what it's called and I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it in the description so you guys can have access to it. But there is a lottery in Los Angeles County itself where I live. People have to get up at, f be there at the school at five o'clock in the morning just to get a, put, sign their name down, sign their children's name down, and then maybe possibly get into the charter school. You have, you're having these children compete to get into the school. And then you're charging parents an extreme amount of money. So not only are you profiting off of people, but you're also making access even slimmer. And that's not right.
<laughs> I think we can all agree that that's not right. I mean, we won't all agree. There's a lot of people that think charter schools are beneficial. Betsy DeVos loves charter schools. I fucking hate her. She's a menace to society. She's just a menace to, like, everything. To fashion, to makeup, to everything. She's just a fucking menace. Oh, my God, I hate her. <laughs> Sorry, while I go on this rant about how much I hate her. Um, but... Charter schools are so dangerous. And then you're making children compete. So not only, right, are you making these children compete, but children who don't make it into the school feel shitty about themselves because they felt like they're not smart enough or not lucky enough. So you're putting them into these schools where the education isn't right, where the environment is horrible. It's all about making sure people are not educated. It's all about making sure... That from birth, certain children, not even, I don't even want to say certain children, that children of color are not educated the same way that white children are. And that the education that children of color get is so vastly different from the education that white children get or suburban children get. Because there's a lot of children in suburban communities that are children of color as well. So you're preventing a huge population from getting education. And then we have these children who are forced into two different tracks. I don't know if you guys went through the similar experience, but in my high school, I think I was in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade. It was me going into high school, so it was eighth grade. I had to, my, I sat down with my counselor and we were going over my transcripts or we were going over like some bullshit like that and we we're trying to pick out my classes for ninth grade and there was like two little boxes up in the corner it was track one and track two and it was you either are on the college track or you're on the non-college track and they literally Decide where these children go in eighth grade for just for me specifically in the the high the the high school and the junior high school that I went to. They're deciding where all these kids are going at twelve or thirteen, and basically deciding their entire future for them. And it's even younger in other places, like as young as like kindergarten. They put the kids into tracks, and they say, well, this kid, mm, I don't know. He kind of has an attitude, so I think we're going to put him on the non-college track. Oh, this, you know, this kid, he seems really nice. He seems really bright. We're going to put him on the college track. And they prime these children from when they're really young. So they put these kids on this prison track. That's literally what it is. It's, it's either you're going into university, so you're on the college track, or you're going on the prison track. So you put these kids on the prison track, and it's literally called that. You put them on the prison track, and then you wonder why the fuck they end up in prison, but you blame them for it. You don't blame society. You don't blame systemic issues. You don't blame anything, right? You say it's their fault that they ended up in prison, and then they get into prison where they're supposed to be rehabilitated, right? But then you're banning them from reading the new Jim Crow, where they can literally learn about the systemic reasons why they ended up the way they are. 
how they ended up in prison. So you prevent them from actually being rehabilitated. If people understood the systemic reasons why they ended up in the positions that they did or why prisons are the way they are or education is the way it is, I think people would be a lot more rehabilitated than just throwing them in the fucking shoe. And the shoe is the um, place where they put people in solitary confinement. So you're, you're, <laughs> you're not educating people, you're throwing them in prison, and then you're preventing them from educating themselves and really rehabilitating themselves. And let's not talk about how prisons are not places for rehabilitation. That's a whole different topic on its own. But if we're talking about education strictly, you're preventing people from learning. You're preventing people from growing. I said growing weird, but you're preventing people from growing. And then prisons say, oh, well, you know, these people, they don't want to learn. These people in prisons, they don't want to learn. They just want to cause problems. They just want to have fights in prisons. They're, they're too stupid. What kind of fucking bullshit is that? Don't you think they deserve education? Maybe they didn't get the education they should have gotten. And, and I'm saying this to generalize because I know there are a lot of people in prisons who have had the education, right? Who grew up in a suburban area or grew up somewhere where they, they got the education that they got and they went to universities and they, you know, they're very, very smart people. But there are very, very smart people that did not go to university too. There are very, very smart people who missed out on having a fantastic education and having a life that they wanted to have because the system did not educate them. Because the system decided from the minute they got into kindergarten that they were on the prison track. That they were not going to get an education that they deserved. And it's such fucking bullshit. So we're not letting indigenous children learn. We're not letting black children learn. We're not letting brown children learn. We're not letting these children have a fucking shot. And then we're charging an insane amount of money for children to go to college. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. The debt, the student loan debt is like at least over a trillion dollars. The student loan debt is unbearable. So you're giving children two options. You either get financial aid or you're going to have to take a loan and be in debt for the rest of your life. And then you're also making college so difficult for undocumented students to get into. Everyone deserves education, not just quote-unquote U.S. citizens. Everyone deserves an education. Undocumented children deserve to go to school. Why? Because education is for everyone. We can't pick and choose who, decide, who, who gets to be educated. We don't get to choose that. But here we are. The system decided who gets educated and what that education is. You either pay a lot of money or you don't pay anything at all and you don't go to school. And we make education so unattainable for those who choose not to go to college. Because college isn't for everyone. I will say this until the day I die. I don't think college is for everyone, but education is for everyone. 
giving people tools so that way they can educate themselves or giving them access to books, giving them access to literature, giving them access to to research. That is important. So you're preventing people from having access to the literature, having access to the research, having access to the library, right? You're, you're preventing people from having access to these big academic, you know, schools, these big academic concepts. And it's so fucking gross. It's so fucking gross to me. And then we have jargon in academia, right? So jargon is just basically the like definitions and the and the terms that people use in certain fields. So we have like uh science jargon. We have English jargon. We have uh, math jargon. There's jargon in every single field. Medical jargon. That's a really big thing, right? There's jargon in everything and there's nothing wrong with using jargon in your field. There's nothing wrong with it. But when you don't give everyone access to the education behind the jargon, then that's a problem. Right? When you make university expensive and very, very white and exclusionary for non-white people, you're excluding people from understanding the concept behind this jargon. And again, it's not to say that people who don't go to college are stupid and don't know these concepts. It's not to say that, oh, well, poor people don't know anything. Not saying that at all. But I'm saying, if you asked your mom, hey, mom, do you know what post-colonial theory is? She's going to look at you like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what are you talking about? If I told my grandma, who didn't go past fifth grade, hey, grandma, do you know what, um, do you know what Orientalism is? She would look at me like, I have no idea what you're saying. I, what are you talking about? So when I say we need to make the jargon accessible for everyone, or we need to make these concepts accessible to everyone, I don't mean we have to kill the jargon. I don't mean people are not smart, people are dumb, people are X, Y, and Z because they don't know the jargon or because I'm assuming that they don't know. I'm saying, how can we make the jargon accessible? How can we make the education behind the jargon accessible? How can we make it so that everyone can read that? You know, when you don't allow people to have access to education, when you don't allow people to understand how this three-strike rule came about. When you don't let people understand poverty and how it has everything to do with race, class, gender, sexuality, how it has everything to do with that. When you don't give people access to the education behind the jargon, it's a problem. And then when people have communities or they make communities where people can come and they can learn and they'll educate people and they have these spaces, those spaces are, are taken away. Either legally, politically, you know, the cops will come and shut a community down, shut a space down. Or the landlord will suddenly raise the rent on the space and they're not allowed to be in that space anymore because the rent is so high. 
So it's an act of actually taking away these spaces. Or people who are providing education are surveyed by the FBI, surveyed by the cops, because they're a radical group. The Black Panthers, perfect example. Brown Berets, perfect example. Yellow Peril, perfect example. In the late 60s, early 70s, there was a lot of groups that were working together. You had indigenous people, you had black people, you had brown people, you had Asian people, all working together, right? All working together. Providing support for each other, providing education for each other, having spaces where they can all exist together. And what happened? The government came and shut it down. Killed leaders. Made sure journalists went missing. Made sure people were framed for murders. That they were sent to prisons. Like, if you try to build a community of education, if you try to make education accessible for everyone, then you become a target. And I don't mean this in a, like, bad way. And I don't mean it in a conspiracy theory kind of way. And I'm not a conspiracy theory kind of person. I mean, I sound like I am, but I'm, I'm really not. If you try to build a community center based on actually educating people, if you try to educate the young and the old and give them access to things that they don't normally have access to, you become a target. Because the system does not want to educate people. The system is not made for educating. They only want you to know what they want you to know. They don't want you to know everything. They don't want you to know what's actually going on. They don't want you to know that you know, Africans weren't volunteers. They were actually slaves and the Atlantic slave trade was brutal. They don't want you to know about the true intentions behind the Patriot Act, Right? They don't want you to know that the migrants coming here are coming here because of direct involvement by the United States in their countries. They don't want you to know any of that. Why? Because it's dangerous for them. Because if enough people knew and enough people mobilized, oh my God, the United States would be fucking toast. (laughs) Like fucking, that was so stupid. But it would be fucking done. And there's a reason why we have a societal um, societal idea of education only being allowed for, like, youth. And then up until, like, your mid-20s, right? Like, universities are only for certain groups of the population. Not only just racial-based, but also, like, age-based. So you're not educating older people about new concepts that come up. You're not educating older people. You're not educating our elders about concepts that are popping up now. You're not educating people about climate change. You're not giving people a chance of growing and evolving with education because education grows and evolves itself. Education is not stagnant. Things don't stay the same forever. Things don't stay the same forever. Right? Like, back in the medieval ages, they thought a fucking headache was a demon in your brain. 
well, we know now, no, it's just, you know, it happens. We understand the science behind it. If you Google a migraine, you will get an entry, right? You will get a Wikipedia entry telling you all about what a migraine is technically. And don't even get me started on Wikipedia because Wikipedia is actually a really great resource. And whoever was fucking telling you that Wikipedia is not a reliable or good resource is an asshole. And the entire academia is like, no, Wikipedia is not a viable resource. Fuck you. It's a fucking fabulous resource. If you read a Wikipedia page entry, it's the same thing as a fucking academic journal. Same thing. And we can talk about how it's, you know, not reliable because it wasn't written by someone who had studied it for X amount of years and spent X amount of money studying it and had their program funded and X, Y, and Z. Like, we can talk about that and how that's all fucking bullshit. The only reason Wikipedia is not considered a reliable resource is because it's free. Because everyone has access to Wikipedia. That's why Wikipedia came in and fucking changed the game. Wikipedia sent all the academics on their fucking head and they were like, oh shit, now everyone's going to have access to everything? What the fuck? What do we do to make sure that we destroy the credibility of Wikipedia? We'll just say it's not credible because it's not written by accredited, you know, journalists or or is not in an accredited journal. We'll, We'll just say that. You see? You see how they work so hard and the big ominous thing is both the government and, you know, people who are in charge of the system and people in charge of education because they're all connected. You know, Betsy DeVos is in charge of education and she's in a government position and she's made so much money off of the educational system. No wonder she wants to keep it the way it is. No wonder she wants to make charter schools more available. She makes so much fucking money off of this. The people who are keeping the educational system the way it is or changing our history books are making money off of it. Why do you think fucking textbooks are so expensive? They shouldn't be. They should not be so fucking expensive at all. But because it has like a fucking brand name on it, well, it has to be expensive. Sorry. It's so crazy how even books are, like, branded. Everything is fucking branded. Everything is branded so everyone can make a fucking dollar off of it. That's why education isn't allowed for everyone. That's why education isn't accessible for everyone. That's why these big theories are not accessible for everyone. That's why they ban books in prison. That's why they ban books in schools. That's why they make it so horrible to learn. They test the shit out of you. Why? Because they want you to get burned out. The tests are not to measure your, your smartness. The, the tests are not to measure how well you're doing. The tests are to deter people from continuing to educate themselves. Because a test isn't how you learn. A test isn't how you show what you've learned. A test doesn't mean shit. Like, like, honestly, a test doesn't mean fucking shit. That's why they make the fucking test for the citizenship so hard. 
because they know a test doesn't mean shit. It's to deter people. It's to make people not want to become a citizen because the test is so fucking hard and because it's so fucking expensive. That's why they deter people from pursuing higher education because the fucking tests are super hard. You got to take an entrance exam. You got to take the SAT. You have to take the ACT. If you want to go to grad school, you got to take the GRE. If you want to go to law school, you got to take a test. Like, you have to take a test and you have to pay for it. You got to pay for the fucking SAT. You know what kind of bullshit that is? You know how classes that is? Making people pay for a fucking test. Get the fuck out of my fucking face. And then you want to talk to me about how your score was so high. Fuck you. The person that lives right next to me, the person that lives down the street, so much more fucking smarter than you and then I have to take a test to fucking prove it. See how angry I am? See how frustrated I am? Like, you're preventing people from fucking learning. Learning. When I say education is the key to liberation, I don't mean that lightly. I don't mean it as like a fucking radical thing. I mean it like education is literally the key to liberation. You got to teach everyone the concepts. You got to make the the academic journals accessible for everyone. And it's not even about, quote unquote, dumbing it down. It's educating people about the jargon behind it. So that way they can use the jargon. So that way your fucking grandma can use the jargon. So that way a fucking 12-year-old can understand the jargon. So that way everyone can participate in these conversations and maybe actually make a fucking change, right? There are people doing some really fucking great community work right now. Really, really great community work. Like, so much education is going on in communities. And we have to make education accessible for everyone and for all. Because I want people to understand what transnational feminism is. I want people to understand the relationship between the global south and the global north. I want people to understand why people are migrating here. Why people are migrating up north in massive amounts of numbers. I want people to understand how the climate is such a big issue. I want people to understand these fucking concepts. I want people to understand the relationship between migrant domestic workers and imperialism. I want people to understand this shit at every level, at every age. I want every person to know. So that's my thing with education. And I can rant about this a lot longer, and I probably couldn't and I should, but you know what? We'll do a part two. When I feel revved up about it again, when I start school again and I'm getting into all these concepts again, I'll definitely make another podcast. Because, again, education is so important. Okay, so I'm going to go now. My little notes actually kind of helped to help me you know, stay on track a little bit. I feel like I didn't repeat myself as much, but I don't know. I'll find out when I edit it. (laughs) But thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you guys in the next one. The next one, I promise, we'll get back to the the topic of, you know, witchcraft and Christianity and stuff. Um, But I wanted to throw this little education nugget in there. So I hope you guys have a good day, a good week, a good month, a good year. It's Leo season. I know some people don't care about astrology, whatever. But it's Leo season. It's my season. I'm a Leo. August 9th. A lot of my friends are Leos. I have a lot of friends who are Leos. A lot of people I know have a birthday on August 11th. Like, there's like five or six people that I know that have birthdays on that day. So, 
Leo season's great. Leo season's the best. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna fucking kick some ass. We're gonna shine really, really bright. The sun's super nice and warm. I can't wait until, you know, I can go to the desert in a few weeks and just feel the sun on my skin. Really exciting stuff. So, it was nice talking to you guys, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!